New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com That's Sonia DeVille. I'm trying so hard to get into the WrestleMania frame of mind, and it is tough, man. It is tough. It is Friday night, April 3rd, 2020. This is the Don Tony Show. I am Don Tony as always. Much love, everybody. And by the way, I want to thank each and every one of you who uh, hung out last Friday for uh, our special breakfast soup episode. Raised about $700. And, um, you know, next week I'm going to be placing the donation, a charge to the United Way COVID-19 fund. I will post the receipt online for everybody to see, to be transparent about it. And I also want to give a shout out to Lee Friel and... Um, is it Joe Nico? Nico or Nico? He, uh, they actually contributed on the side as well. I, I, I have their name somewhere. I'll give him a shout out a little bit later. But uh, shout out to Jody Moncrief, who's listening live. And, uh, you know, it, w- it was fun, man. It was draining last week, five hours. And believe me when I tell you, we got such an unbelievable response. And the chat and the super chat was banging that mission. I decided we're going to do it again very, very soon. Um, Not saying that it's going to be for charity or anything, but we're going to do a marathon again. And uh, this time around, you know, I will have coffee. I will have this ready to go. And uh, we will go until uh, the conversations end. So I don't know if it's going to be next Friday, but I will talk to Mish about maybe the Friday after. And uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I tell you, SmackDown tonight... You know, <laughs> uh, oh, sure, Joey Dollars, Jay Lynn. What's up, Jay Lynn? Um, I don't know if Jay Lynn is a wrestling fan, but if you are, enjoy WrestleMania tomorrow. I am one of the few that has been saying for a while now that I think WrestleMania is going to surprise a lot of people. Like they Look, it's not going to be the same. We all know that already. You know, too big, you know, for one night. You know, look, I know I always talk about goofs online and everything. And, no, we'll talk about the Sonya reveal and uh, Ali, um, you know, doing his impersonation of um, Sean Stasiak. Everybody said GTV. No, that's Sean Stasiak. You, You remember the controversy with Sean Stasiak? Look, 
This is 20 some odd years later. The guy is matured, grown up. He doesn't do what he did back then. But if I remember correctly, wasn't he like privately, like high, like recording people behind their back? I mean, you know, it's a nice reveal and everything like that. But just think about this for a minute. Let's let's talk about that storyline for a second. This is just me being an asshole right now because I just I like doing it. Um, just hypothetical. You got uh, Mandy Rose in the, the locker room with Sonya Deville and Mandy's talking about her date and this is that. First of all, Mandy Rose is the dumb bitch that left her fucking cell phone in the room. I'm going on a date. So I'll leave my cell phone behind. Come on. That's, that's not their fault. That's the writing's fault. Number two, you know, how the fuck did Ali, Ali Stasiak, um, and I shouldn't keep saying that because Sean Stasiak is a doctor now and he's very well, you know, educated and we can't hold that against him. Plus, I wasn't there, so I don't know all the details. But, you know, Ali TV, GTV, Ali TV, you know, how does he know that Sonia Deville was going to start fucking with Mandy Rose's phone? Now, let's just say that Sonia Deville saw the phone and picked it up and said, Mandy, you forgot your phone. Come here. Then doesn't that make Ali like a creepy motherfucker spying in the girl's locker room? Seriously, you think about it, you know, Ali's, you're a little bit fucking disturbed right now. You, if you're following women behind their back, recording their stuff. You remember that time where, you know, um, uh, Otis is hiding behind the fucking thing and this is in that. Uh, the Dream 101, thank you very much. The graphics, got to give credit to Shahin Nuclear Graphics, good friend of mine. And um, a lot of people have been asking for this. Uh, we are making new T-shirt designs. There's going to be new designs for the Don Tony show, new designs for Wednesday Night Dynamite, because we don't even have a shirt yet for Wednesday Night Dynamite. And we're going to come out with one or two new shirts for breakfast soup. So definitely look out for that in the near future. Also, you know, before I go any further, let me let everybody know what the deal is with this weekend with uh, WrestleMania and podcast and everything like that. Um... You know, I originally was going to do the Don Tony show Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, you know, I got a PM from uh, my co-host, Kev Castle, from Monday. Hey, are we doing a WrestleMania recap? And since it's not April 1st anymore, and I have to be honest, you know, I saw that PM and I'm like, motherfucker, now I got to do the recap with him Sunday night. Mother, I couldn't ignore it because on Facebook, you, you unless you have Chrome, you really can't hide where it says red. So I knew he read, he saw that I read what he said. And what am I supposed to do? Just, you know, lie and say, oh, I didn't know the, I'm fucking with everybody. No, that was in the plans. What was not in the plans was we were going to do a, did, did I accidentally pause the video? No, I didn't. I did not. You liar. You're a liar. But no, the original plan was do the Don Tony show today, do the Don Tony show tomorrow, and then do DTKC show Sunday, or do the Don Tony show and have him on also if he's able to appear. One person you could guarantee that was going to be on is yours truly. Um, but what we decided to do is Sunday is going to be the full WrestleMania recap. I am not going live Saturday night. I, because number one, it's my fiance's birthday. 
Actually, her birthday is Sunday, but we're going to celebrate it Saturday. And since I obviously have to do a recap Sunday night, if I had to pick the two days, because by Sunday, we have the entire show in the books. So Saturday night, I'm going to spend it with my girl. Now, what I might do is to give just some quick overall thoughts of what went down Saturday night. I may record a video Sunday morning and put it online for everybody just for my overall thoughts of what happened Saturday night. But Sunday night is the big one. Sunday night, we will be live right here, five minutes after WrestleMania ends. And Sunday night, we will talk about both nights combined. 16 matches advertised. Yes, we will talk about Strowman versus Goldberg. Um, you know, I'll, I'll open up with that. I don't, I don't need no glasses to talk about this. If I see some big super chats come on, you know, then I have to put the glasses back on. Because right now all I see is, you know, my eyesight is not that bad. But you know what it is? Anybody out there that uses reading glasses, you keep glasses on all day long. Your eyes adjust to the reading glasses. So now, you know, I, everything looks like chicken scratch to me. After a while, I could actually read what you all are saying right now. But I, you know what? Fuck it. Because you might actually say something that's very interesting. And I'd be a little bit disrespectful to you if I didn't acknowledge it while we were doing the show. But, you know, look, I am going to sound like an asshole right now. And I'm going to use Glenn Gilberti, a.k.a. Disco Inferno, as my segue. And I'm going to use the AEW ratings and the NXT ratings as a segue. And this is all going to intertwine together about the Goldberg versus Braun Strowman match tonight. <laughs> I agree, Ben. You know, I, I actually copied Triple H's exact quote the other day when he did the interview. Now, now, remember, I talked about it last week with Stephanie's interview, where she was talking about, like, we don't let anybody in the building if they have a 100.4 fever, but then you had a doctor being interviewed in the same article that says you can have coronavirus and have no symptoms. You know, so you're playing Russian roulette every time you let somebody in the building, let alone, you know, bodies touching bodies and sweat and all this other stuff, Russian roulette. That's what's going on right now in pro wrestling. It's Russian roulette. And it might, it might be worse for WWE because of the publicly traded company and the stock and everything else going on. But, um, you know, triple H, uh, they brought up last week to him or earlier this week about Roman Reigns, and the rumors that he was going to be off for WrestleMania. And Triple H's quote about Roman Reigns being off for WrestleMania was exactly this. I will say from our standpoint and the storyline standpoint, it's going to play out in a unique matter, manner, and we want it to play out that way. That's what he said in the interview. And you had all of these goofs online holding to that, grasping on it, you know, to, uh, what unique way, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, here's the bottom line. We're in a fucking unique situation right now that we have never been in before. 
All right, and I'm not trying to cover Triple H's ass in any way because he throws comments out there, Stephanie throw comments out there, and these people, whether it's podcasters or news journalists or uh, radio show hosts or whoever it is, you know, they want to get the interview again down the line. They want to be followed on social media. They want to get tweet fucked. They want to get hand jobs. So they're not going to burn no bridges. They don't ask the follow-up question. So these people get away with this stuff. The most infamous one that, you know, caused me a lot of burning of bridges was when they interviewed Dixie Carter that time. And she said, we're cash flow positive. And I don't know if it was Sports Illustrated or Forbes or whoever it was that interviewed her. I mean, you don't, I mean, the, the, the dumbest the, the dullest knife in the drawer would have followed up with that question, with, you know, with, about going further with their cash flow positive. I'm not going to get into it here because it's irrelevant now. But the thing is, is that these people don't give follow-up questions. They don't go for the gotchas. You know what they go for the gotchas? They go for the gotchas for, you know, more controversial people. And the last time somebody tried to do a gotcha on Triple H was Mike Johnson. I admit I blew my load that night, my emotional load. You know, he, Triple H just destroyed Mike fucking Johnson. But here's the thing. You look at what we got on SmackDown tonight. The big unique reveal was no mention of Roman Reigns at all. For anybody out there that doesn't think that WWE is annoyed that Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania, no statement. A little video clip of Roman Reigns on his phone talking about his health and his concerns. No public service announcement. No inspiration. No, nothing like, you know, hey, you know, we're disappointed that, you know, the fans watching SmackDown today, hey, we're disappointed that Roman Reigns is off the card. But you know what? You know, he's got to look out for himself, his family. He's got elderly people. He's got his kids. Nothing. Instead, all they do is say Goldberg will now be facing Braun Strowman. That's it. So number one, for anybody out there that thinks that WWE isn't upset, um, at the end of the day, my friends, it's a business. World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated is a business. And Roman Reigns pulling out of WrestleMania was not best for business. For you, me, and everybody else out there, we have to respect him. And, and you know, the guy is a classy guy for, you know, for making that decision. Um, you saw SmackDown tonight. Everybody and their mother thinks, what the hell's going on with Miz now? Is he in the match? Is he not in the match? Did he get injured after they recorded that? What the hell's going on with Miz? You know, but they left it the way it is. But I said to everybody last week, when Roman Reigns pulled out of Mania and they were still advertising Roman Reigns, even on Raw, you know, it's got to play out on TV. Now, they played it out on TV with just the announcement that Goldberg will now be facing Braun Strowman. You know, come on, seriously? And, and let's understand something clearly. And I didn't forget about Glenn Gilberti and AEW ratings and what this all has to do with it. But think about something. The internet is gossip. It's toxic. It's gossip. I wrote this earlier today. You know, not only am I practicing social distancing, I've been practicing social media distancing for several months now, way before any fucking virus was around. Because there's a virus on social media and I've been beating it to death for about two or three years from now. You know, you have, here, here's the proof of it. If they announce tomorrow, everybody listening, wherever you live, they announce tomorrow that if it's optional, you want to go back to work, 
You could go back to work Monday, but you have to wear some type of a mask and that. About half of the people that you socialize with on social media would say, I could, back to work, blah, 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 this, this, and that. All right? That's just the bottom line. They would go back to work in a second. So now you have all of these people that are not working right now, that are not in a, in a wheelchair or totally incapacitated. There's gas stations, there's Amazon, there's grocery stores, there's this, there's this, where you could work right now and make money. But they instead choose to sit on social media all day long and complain about everything. Complain about WrestleMania. Complain about the fucking ratings on Wednesday. Complain about life. Complain about the virus. Complain about Trump. Complain about Chinese people. Complain about this. Complain about that. Social media, for the most part, is toxic. It's a virus. And this has been going on for years now. So my social media page gets very, very boring at times because I just sit back and I watch grown people I'm not talking teenagers. I see grown people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s talking like wash women. I mean, it makes that you look at the National Enquirer and then you look at social media. National Enquirer looks like fucking Time Magazine. Come here. Everything is fucking gossip, 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 hate, shitting on this, making fun of this person, ripping on this, this, and that. So, this, this is the atmosphere that we're in right now. The best thing that you could do as a wrestling fan right now is to stay so off of social media as much as possible. Seriously. Because we're at a time now that if you post, you know what? I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania. I think these guys are going to knock it out of the park. I think it's going to be much better. You are showered with, are you fucking nuts? They, are you fucking crazy? No fucking fans. Are you are eating alive. I'm working four part-time jobs right now. Four. No joke. The podcasting is definitely a part-time job when you figure out all of the editing, producing, recording, putting stuff together, cleaning. The, you know, that's one. Insurance is number two. I'm doing income taxes on the side three, and I'm doing grocery deliveries a couple of hours every other day. I'm doing four part-time jobs to try to get money in here. And you instead... You have people just sitting on social media all day long, ripping the fuck out of everything. So last week, and Raw, and Raw especially, when they were still advertising Roman Reigns and Goldberg, I said they still have a SmackDown episode to announce the change of the match. Personally, it was done poorly. It was done pathetically poorly today. WWE, and you, you see the reason why? Goldberg was already the fuck back wherever he, wherever he lives after they did that thing with Roman Reigns. They weren't flying him all the way. And, and look at the restrictions in a lot of states. And look at the... Georgia is all fucked up. I read something today that they're going to allow the beaches to stay open in Georgia. And even Wednesday, when I got into detail Wednesday of where AEW Dynamite took place and I explained the county and Georgia as a whole and, the, you know, what stay at home and what is not necessary and that, nobody fucking gave a shit about it. Instead, oh, my fucking God, look at this. Look at the rating. Look at this. So whether WWE did it poorly 
today, just putting in Braun Strowman, you know, that's that's WWE's product. It's a poorly done decision. But keep in mind, Goldberg is not standing in the back. Braun Strowman is not fucking in the locker room, hanging out where they could bring him out to video a segment. A lot of these guys are home. They're locked in their place and they come in. And I'm talking like two weeks ago because all this shit is recorded now. Everything is done. But, you know, when you see... When Triple H, and again, I'm not sticking up for Triple H. When Triple H made that comment, maybe in his mind, they were going to do something with Goldberg and Strowman. I'll be totally honest with you. You know, I don't know if it's because of the setup, the WrestleMania setup. Maybe they couldn't change it back to a SmackDown setup. But when they filmed the match between Goldberg and Braun Strowman already, what they should have done and said, all right, listen, uh, Goldberg, Strowman. Um, we haven't announced a match change yet. So after this match is over, we got to record a couple extra minutes of a confrontation or something. Goldberg says, you know, Roman Reigns can't appear. You show the, the little clip on TV. Roman Reigns looks like a million dollars. You, you, you're disappointed, but you have respect for him. So Goldberg challenges anyone else. Who else? Who's next? Maybe Strowman comes out. You know, something. Some, they could have recorded... Whatever could have aired tonight on SmackDown, the same time they recorded Goldberg versus... And again, I think the only reason why they couldn't is because they had the setup for WrestleMania already there. They weren't going to start pulling down... Put it this way, for WWE, it was not worth it to them to pull down all of the things, pull it here. They could have done a backstage interview. They could add whatever a fucking name is. You know, in, in, with Goldberg in the back, you know, what's your feelings on Roman Reigns, you know, not being able to appear? Make a challenge. Braun Strowman walks by, bumps into him, you know, and set up the match that way. So it was very, very poorly done. But understand that you don't have everybody in the building at the same time. And, you know, the match, it, it will see what happens. But again, you have social media blowing this up right now of just ripping apart what WWE did tonight, this is and that. Most of these people fucking didn't give a shit about Roman Reigns in the first place in the ring and don't like him in the ring. I Me, I always said it. I'm not a fan of Roman Reigns in the ring. Those four years were torture with him being forced the way he does. He he was pushed at that time, you know? I'm nothing against the man personally. I, I give him a lot of respect and a lot of credit for sticking to his guns. This is not an easy decision where he could just say, yes, honey, you know, yes, children, this, is and that. No, it's a really tough decision that he made. You know, but again, you know, people on social media just blowing this crap up. And I'll segue for a minute into AEW and NXT's ratings. And then we'll get back to SmackDown tonight. We'll do WrestleMania predictions and we'll get out of here. By the way, shout out to Mish. Thank you again for last week, my brother. Had an awesome, awesome show. I have it ready to go. I, maybe two weeks. If you're not doing nothing, we'll do another little marathon over here and, uh, you know, have some fun, eat some chips, make a couple of bucks. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. But, uh, oh, and by the way, everybody, I, I'll bring it up since Mish is here and he knows about it already. And, I, I yeah, I'm going to just say it. Teddy Hart's out of jail. Um, when Teddy Hart got arrested again, 
I had all of the charges. I had all the details about what happened with the strangulation, the marks, told Mish all that way before it ever sur surfaced online. But nobody gives a shit. I mean, that's what I realized. Nobody gives a shit. And unless somebody could cut and paste it and without somebody saying, you fucking stealing my story and this, this and that, they won't fucking acknowledge nothing. So he got out of jail earlier today. I got a notification you know, and, and it's funny. I went, checked out some websites and like no details as to why he was received. Yeah. You know why there's no details? Because they all they're looking at is a sheriff's website and everything is blank right now. So they have no fucking idea. Um, I know everything that, that is going on. And all I will say right now is this, um, just take note for everybody that was doing the research of the case numbers of what he was charged with the first time he was arrested, the second time he was arrested, do that research again and see what case numbers are still around and what case numbers are missing. And you'll be able to put two and two together. But, you know, I apologized uh, last week because I don't stick up for this guy. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I ripped that son of a bitch for about 12, 13 years Bad enough that Rolling Stone wrote about me ripping the shit out of Teddy Hart. That was like six years ago, that article. I honestly thought he changed his ways. Always quirky. That's never going to go away. Um, but I also said what I said a couple of months ago. Every, you know, the, I think it was Dells that made the title for my little clip that said, is Maria Manic under Teddy Hart's spell? You know, it's not that cut and dry, but you saw the video her this week. Making excuses for Teddy Hart? I, 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 doesn't it seem like she's under a fucking spell? The bottom line is, I don't wish abuse on nobody. And I don't wish, you know, uh, injury on anybody. But that fucking relationship, I, I, they're made for each other. They're just two whack jobs. They, I, hate, I hate to say it's not that clear cut, but I talked about it. Was it Wednesday when I was talking about relationships and this and that? And there's some women who are just, you know, they, they're just in those toxic relationships. And that's just the way it is. It's a real shame. It's a real shame. But at the end of the day, and this is what I said a couple of months ago that got me into trouble with a couple other podcasts out there. You know, a lot of people on social media who are just voicing their opinion, stuff like that, worry about your own backyard. Because half of the people that were commenting on, on this whole situation a couple of months ago, they don't even have a fucking profile picture online. The fuck are you? Well, because it's text or because somebody's uh, aesthetically sounding that all of a sudden I'm supposed to take, you know, uh, credence into what they say. They're so fucking embarrassed. They can't put any p current pictures of themselves or a logo or a 20-year-old photo. And I'm supposed to put any value in what those people say? Out of your minds. So anyway... This leads to the AEW NXT ratings this week, okay? On Wednesday, I said I'd be shocked again if WWE crossed 600,000. I think I said 603. They end up getting 596. I was pretty close. AEW was surprising for a lot of people out there. Um, I thought they were going to do, I think, like 820, somewhere around there, and they did 685. That is a poor rating, for AEW. That is a poor rating for NXT. And case in point, look at the rating for the fucking Bellas return this week. They did like 
580,000, somewhere around there also, you know, which is still nowhere near what their ratings used to be, but it's considered a decent number for today's age. My point is, and I said this two weeks ago, you go on my Twitter, at Don Tony D. Two weeks ago, when I hyped up Wednesday Night Dynamite, the last thing I said, I said, we're home, everybody. Let's all pop a rating tonight. Let's just enjoy some fucking wrestling. You know, my God, when <laughs> it's funny, when ECW, you know, went to TNN or when Ring of Honor first came on TV and when some other feds would come on TV, or here's an even better example. you Wherever you live on God's green earth, your local indie uh, company gets TV, all right? It's not going to be a multi-billion dollar polished product. You know, you you watch what you watch. You know, not everything, even baseball. You know, you don't watch Major League Baseball. You see Minor League Baseball. Instead of the NFL, the XFL, you know, you don't know what these players are. They most of them are nobodies. They they couldn't make it in the NFL, or they're trying to get in the NFL. But the thing is, is that you know you enjoy what you get, especially under the circumstances. Papa rating, the fact that everybody is home, everybody's home, and pro wrestling can't get 1.6 million people to watch Wednesday. It comes back to what I said a long time ago. AEW is a niche product. I talked about it in the early episodes of Dynamite. Young Bucks matches are like video games. The referees, they don't enforce nothing. I mean, and if you don't think that was a problem, just remember when Jericho did an interview and he talked about the Lucha Brothers that they don't take out and they don't do this and they don't do that and it's Lucha Brews, this is that. And he was talking about things needed to be tightened a little bit. He talked about how some wrestlers don't even know where the, 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 the hard cam is or the red light and all that stuff, okay? They improve over time. But again, AEW is more of a niche. You see some of the matches. You see people getting getting kicked out of, you could fucking behead them and they'll kick out at one. You know, it but there is a core audience that enjoys that. And you look at the storyline with Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho. Go back five months, four months. You tell me if you saw anything like that in AEW before. This comedy with Vanguard. I'm, and yes, no other wrestler there has Vanguard one in his set. My point is, is that they are putting more of an entertainment aspect in their company and not just straight up wrestling. And unfortunately, with Moxley as champion, with Jericho profiled on TV, with Brody Lee in there and Matt Hardy in there, the thing is, is that they have that core audience that is going to tune in no matter what, but it's not must-see TV. And AEW is not a bad show. And AEW, I thought, has been doing a fabulous job with the empty arena. But again, you know, for everybody out there that thinks, oh, Ring of Honor has the best wrestling in the world. Oh, AEW, New Japan has the best wrestling in the world. We have been for decades instilled in our brains that wrestling is entertainment. And I have been making this comment for 15 years now at least. You know, I don't give a shit if it's Joe Coff, Joe Blow. I don't care if it's MLW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, fucking AEW, WWW. It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. If the pin is predetermined, it is a form of entertainment. All right? 
unfortunately for pro wrestling, when you see 93,000 people and you see crazy attendances, it, they're looking for entertainment, a form of entertainment. And this is why I always said this about Cameron Grimes. This is why I always said this about the grizzled young veterans. This is why I always said it about some other people are in NXT. All right. They're great fucking wrestlers, but they have no connection with the crowd. And you have to have that extra about yourselves because if you're going to just put on a performance, you know, there's a reason why you're off Broadway only draws 500 people where Broadway might draw 15,000 or 5,000, whatever it is, because off Broadway, they, that person, that actor or actress doesn't have the connection to the, to the people like a mainstream person would. And if they did have that connection, they would end up going on Broadway. So you have these, this group of fans on social media and Disco Inferno, Glenn Gilberti knocked it out of the park today. When the ratings came out, I sat back for two days, didn't tweet about it, didn't say nothing, and I watched all the shit that's being written. I see Ryan Satin and Brian Alvarez having this war on social media. And I've said this for years. If you don't like Dave Meltzer, if you think his rating system is goofy, if you are sick of him being so pro-Japan or AEW, who is forcing you to look at him? Who is forcing you to pay attention to him? Bruce Mitchell. How many times do you hear me talk about Bruce Mitchell on the show? Even Wade Keller. Might have said Wade Keller's name maybe three times in seven, eight months. If I'm not into their stuff, why, do, why would I pay attention to them on social media? Why would I pay attention if they think some matches seven stars or it's the greatest thing they've ever seen or they came while they were watching it? If I don't give a shit about them, I don't pay attention to them. So what happens the last three days? You had the the, the god-awful execution tonight of Goldberg and Braun Strowman, the, you know, the, the non-angle that everybody was expecting. You have the AEW NXT ratings where everybody's saying that pro wrestling is dead, AEW is dead, the real stuff is coming out, and blah, 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 blah. blah, 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 blah. Then you got Ryan Sadden versus Brian Alvarez, the fucking epic soccer, Rocky Nine. You know, let's put them in the ring, let them beat the fuck out of each other. This is what people have chosen to do all day long. Now, look, if you, you have a podcast and you want to cover it, and it's funny, and your listeners tune in and enjoy it, there's nothing wrong with that. But there are uh, there's a core audience of people out there that are just craving for attention. And all they'll talk about is AEW and NXT ratings, the god-awful stuff with WWE. Negative, 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 negative. It's toxic. And honestly, when they... When made that lack of announcement tonight, I fucking laughed. I honestly laughed because I said, look at the, all of these goofs that for a week and a half were saying, oh, it's Strowman. Oh, you know, how are they going to show this on TV? Uh, Strowman don't deserve shit. Look what he said about Indy Rush. You're rewarding this guy? He lost to Sammy Zane. And who's he facing? Fucking Goldberg. That, oh, you fucking beat the fiend. He fucking did two moves. Why the fuck is Goldberg back? Why do you care who, even if Nicholas faces Goldberg, 
You don't give a shit about Goldberg. You don't give a shit about Roman Reigns. You don't give a shit about Braun Strowman. So why is it that you can't stop talking about it? Because they need this negative gossip. They have chosen to, while this virus is around, and even beforehand and afterhand, they have decided to eat, sleep, well, eat, sleep, tweet, repeat. They're just negative, 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 negative. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. It's not going to be the same. It's going to suck without the crowd. I'm watching the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels thing today. I'm watching Hogan Rock the, the other day. I'm watching this. And even when I talk about AEW, what do I? What have I said numerous times on Wednesday? Bravo to everybody who was there live. NXT UK. Remember NXT's last UK pay-per-view? Remember that? You remember what a lot of people on the internet were doing? They were making fun of the fans with this over-the-top chance. And I'm not going to get into my rant from then, but, you know, I thought that was fucked up. I'd rather see a live fucking crowd having a ball, having fun, seeing everybody smile, than have them have their hands on their ass complaining about everything and just totally bored out of their minds. All right. I like live crowds. It is not going to be the same. And I have said since day one that I didn't think it was right for AEW and WWE to continue doing shows once everybody else was restricted. All right. Early on, I said, if WrestleMania stays on, WWE should give every fan in attendance a care package. You remember what it was? Hand sanitizer, mask. I don't remember what the third thing was. And I said, you know, you, you don't hug anybody and you be very, very careful. That's if it was still on. Once we started learning how serious this shit was and you started realizing that, you know, everybody's got to be fucking careful. And they started saying that only essential workers can, should, should go to work or can go to work. That is the moment where I said that AEW and WWE should go on hiatus for a little while. You want to record a ton of shit and then stream it over two, three weeks? Totally understandable. Every wrestling fan out there, and you know what WWE is going to do. They're going to replay. Look, you can't get the WWE Network. You don't want to spend 50 bucks to watch WrestleMania this weekend through Fox or whatever it is. No problem. The next two weeks on TV, you're going to see a lot of this replayed. You got to understand that we're, what we're in, the age we're in. What do you fucking want? Let me, let me put it like this. If, if WrestleMania was postponed right now, if it was postponed, and Raw and SmackDown would have just been replays of WrestleManias from yesteryear, replaying something from before, three quarters of the people listening to this or watching this right now would have not even bothered to tune in. When they showed Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair early, I watched it for a minute, and I'm like, I've seen this shit, all right? I could watch it on the network whenever I want. I could watch it on fucking video motion, whatever it is. I went and I prepared for the show. If you get nothing but repeat footage on television that you've seen before, you're probably not going to tune in. What are you going to tune in for? So I'd rather get something that's been pre-recorded than nothing at all. We are in a fucking virus that might kill 200,000 people in the United States. And I see people online that are bitching and complaining for a whole week and a half straight. 
Uh, I'm only gonna explain Ron Strowman taking on Goldberg. I'm gonna explain it. I don't care about Goldberg. I don't care about Roman Reigns. I don't care about Braun Strowman. I don't care about any of them. But I'm going to keep talking about it every day for 10 days. What's wrong with these people? And you know what's sad about it? 95% of everybody that sees or hears this even if they don't like me, deep down inside, they know I'm 100% right. The problem is, is that a lot of your fellow friends do the same fucking thing. That's why even when I talk about Forrest Gump's uh, on Twitter, all these people that created fake profiles for five, 10 years, and little by little, they're starting to get, you know, get figured out. And you see a lot of people that act in, instead of, you know, being a little bit annoyed that someone's been lying to them for five or 10 years. Instead, it's sympathy. Why? Because they do the very same thing. So honestly, right now, if you're a wrestling fan, enjoy whatever you can get right now. Enjoy whatever. I didn't see these same people complaining about NWA. And I, I get it. NWA is not on the level of AEW or WWE. But my God, what happened to... Everybody watching this fed or this fed or this fed. Why is it strictly this or this or this or nothing? If WWE sucks so bad, if AEW sucks so bad, if you can't get NXC sucks so bad, why not catch up to all of these other feds that had years of footage that you never bothered to look at at all? You know, I have had some hilarious conversations online with some people. And I've left it off of the shows because I don't want it to turn into gotcha. But if you want to have a, a nice, you know, fun, you know, gotcha with somebody online, it's gotcha, but I, it's not gotcha, but you realize it's gotcha. You see some of these people. I'll give you a good example. Thunder Rosa, okay? When Thunder Rosa debuted in NWA Power, and we saw her, I talked about it on this show, be on the lookout, She's got something. And I think at the time they were, she was going to have that MMA fight or something like that. And, you know, it, and now there's people online that are just like, oh, she's my favorite this and that. And there was one guy doesn't do a podcast or anything. And I kind of felt bad for him. But there was this one guy that, you know, we were talking about Thunder Rosa online and we were in a chat and I said, um, what's your favorite Thunder Rosa match so far? Huh? Huh? Oh, BRB. I swear on my fucking mother. BRB. He didn't have a fucking clue who she wrestled. You know what it is? She retweets. She likes. She's interactive on social media. You know, you, we used to have this hotline guy in New York, Captain Lenny. I don't know if any of you know who he is. I know some patrons know who he is. But this motherfucker, you know, now he's got to be like 75 years old. And he's still alive. But he used to have a hotline, and he, I mean, he's, he's got a couple of screws loose. Anybody knows who he is, you know what I'm talking about. I got so much classic footage of him. Oh, I could share it. You wouldn't be freak. But he was convinced, convinced, and I'm not making this up, convinced that when The Rock used to wrestle in Madison Square Garden and climb the top rope and look at the crowd and then do this, you know, when he closed his eyes, that guy was convinced 
and would tell on his hotline that The Rock was looking at him. Every time The Rock, he did that to me. He was pointing at me. This part, there are just some people that are just infatuated with attention. And if you're a wrestling fan that wants to enjoy WrestleMania, I know it might be a little bit boring to not chat with some certain people online, but my honest opinion, stay the fuck off of social media as much as possible. You want to go watch a re, you know, watch Mania and check out a recap of myself or Jason Solomon's or JD or Wrestling Soup or whoever it is. By all means, check them out. Everybody will have a different opinion of what goes down. But if you just sit on Facebook and on Twitter for a week or two leading up to this, it's really going to spoil your WrestleMania experience. Glenn Gilberti, and I didn't forget about him, he wrote this when everything was came out with the ratings and you saw social, you know, Twitter especially doing what they were doing. He said this, and I quote, I told everybody the wrestling war would be a joke because wrestling fans would expose themselves on social media for what they are, a group of of toxic people having conversations that will turn people off of the product. I was right as usual. Then he goes on to say the product that is presented in the ring draws the fans. It draws a bunch of broke ass, poorly dressed, anti-social trolls arguing over who is the best organization of performers because people with zero experience are rating the work. That is what you have online. When you see people constantly ripping this shit over and over and over again, it puts a sour taste in your mouth, you know? I appreciate when I told the story about my father two weeks ago, and, you know, I had written last week, you know, some of the extra jobs I'm doing on the side. Somebody PM me and really choked me up and said, wow, you know, you don't even realize it, but you're, you're doing what your father did. And I was like, you know, my not on that degree, because my father did that for 15 years and my father worked 18 hour days, you know, and nonstop in the wee hours in the morning. I don't compare what I'm doing to my father. But the thing is, is that when I wrote that online, you know, you write positive things, you go look at it, two tweet, two likes, three likes, maybe five or eight if you're lucky. You write something negative, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, complain here, complain here, complain here, or, you know, pray for me, woe is me, pray for me, woe is me, this, this, and that, you know, the, the latest it is if you want to talk about mainstream, this guy, Chris Cuomo, you know, he supposedly has coronavirus and people are like, this fucking guy, you know, it, it, something doesn't make sense. And my immediate reaction was, you know, hey, he should post, do take his temperature live on the air. Show everyone if he really has 103 fever. A lot of people think that this guy is just doing this for attention. It's toxic, man. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. You all should look forward to WrestleMania. Even if only five or six matches are good and 10 matches suck, that is five or six matches that you may replay over and over and over again in the future. I am so looking forward to seeing Edge's return, Edge versus Randy Orton. I don't know how good the match is going to be. I said this two weeks ago. I said this, I think, three weeks ago before it was even, before it even got to the point where they were doing stay-at-home orders. Remember what I said? 
I think WWE should record everything in advance. Record almost everything because they can edit, they could delete, they could touch this up. Something with AJ Styles and Undertaker sucks. Cut, redo it, fucking do multiple. Remember when I said do two outcomes? So this way, if something leaks online, you got two different scenarios. You know, I mean, I I know I don't put my individual segments online so people could go back and sometimes I rub it in people's faces. But, you know, the fact that they can produce this and edit it and add and take away and do this and do this. Some of these matches have the possibility of being fucking excellent. Excellent. And trust me, boys and girls, you know, I know I'm enjoying 2020 more than I'm hating it. And I'm trying to make the best. This stuff with coronavirus, it's like trying to take chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad, you know? Um, trying to get a little bit more healthy. You know, I'm helping some people in my community. I'm getting a little bit closer, you know, with my family. And even though I, you know, I'm very close to my mom, my dad, it's a little bit different now. And it sucks that I can't see them as much as I want because I'm petrified that, you know, they get sick. With my mom, with a heart condition, she gets this, that's it. And the worst part about it is that, and I, I told people, if I visited my mom, and she got hit with coronavirus, and she died over it, and I can't even fucking go in a hospital to see her, you know, and I have to live with that on my conscience for the rest of my life, I'm telling you, man, I'll fucking OD in a second. I I would not want that weight on my shoulders. I love my mother too much. I'm not going to put her in that situation. So for the first time, two days ago, my father did a FaceTime with me and put my mom on the phone and we were looking at each other and everything. And then the bird, because I missed the bird, you know, Freddie, you've seen video of him. She took the FaceTime and put it in front of the bird so the bird could see my face and me like a goof. I'm saying hello to the bird through the phone. It is what it is. Got to make the best of it. You know, I I said this last week, do I want to tweet or do I want to eat? That's what it comes down to. And, um, you know, it's this is hard times, man. Enjoy whatever you can right now. If you got an empty fucking arena, I don't like that they were able to still do what they did when all a lot of people out there were forced to be locked inside. Like I said, I got friends that are one-person operations. They work for themselves. I have my friend that's an accountant. He works for himself in his office. He just wanted to lock the door and do his accounting work, do the taxes, do this, do that, and he's not going to be around people. And sure enough, he went to his, I'll tell a quick story, he went to his office on Monday, and I'm in my office because I'm an insurance guy, and I'm considered an essential worker, which is kind of funny, but I've been putting in claims. And as I'm sitting in my office, you see two cops walk by on on my floor, because I'm on the second floor, if anybody's seen the video. And when I saw the two cops, my immediate eye, I was like, oh, fuck. You know, what I didn't, what did I do? Because nobody else was on the floor. They kept walking. And what they did was they walked to the law, lawyer's office. And they knocked on the window. And I saw it. And they told them, they're like, no, you, you, you can't be here. And, you know, they were cool about it and everything. But, you know, it's fucked up. But just enjoy whatever you can right now. You know, you're getting like... You know, some internet plans, you got unlimited data. So, you know, enjoy it. Some cable companies, they're giving you cable channels that you were not allowed to have before. Enjoy it. You know, 
You got even with some food deliveries over here, they're giving you 10, 20, 30% off. Eh, enjoy it. You know, pro wrestling, it's in an empty arena right now. It's better than seeing fucking WrestleMania 22 repeated in its entirety because they don't have any current stuff. So just enjoy it. Understand it's not going to be the same. When things get better, wrestling will be stronger than what it was before. This isn't like baseball when it had a strike in 1994. It was 1994. They had that strike. Even 1981, you know, they had a hard time getting people back to the parks. A lot of fans were very turned off by baseball because it agreed with the owners and the players and all the shit that was going on. And it took a while. As much as people despise Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa to this day, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa took baseball to a whole new level. And you see like Bob Costas and all these other people that just totally, absolutely despise him and others. Back then, they knew that these guys were on roids. You fucking go up to Mark McGuire and you give him a hug and you feel like you're hugging a wall of concrete. Something is up. Yeah, could Seiko write that book after? They knew what was going on, but because the fucking baseball, the home run chase was so special, everybody just took a blind eye to it and just let it soak in. That's what it needed. Pro wrestling, we're not going to get a Maguire or a Sosa that's going to come out of nowhere and fucking take wrestling to another level. But when it comes back, you know, you're going to see a little bit more support this is going to humanize uh, some additional people. Now, just because I like Roman Reigns more now in his personal because of, you know, you get to see a little bit of his personality doesn't mean I want him to be fucking world champion. It kind of sucks because I'm fearing that Braun Strowman is going to have the heavyweight championship right now, especially after his rants recently that I've talked about too. So, but, you know, enjoy whatever you can get right now. Enjoy it. That's how I look at it, you know? And again, I, like I said earlier, you know, 2020 has not been a bad year for yours truly. I'm not going to let this virus ruin my whole fucking year. I see people, oh, looking forward to 2021. Make the fucking best out of it. Seriously. And like I said, you know, it's funny because, and I don't want to keep bringing on my dad. We'll move, we'll get into predictions now, but I'll say this. You know, when I was a little fucking kid, my father worked for two grocery stores and a gas station for over 10 years, 18 hours a day. And my memories of my father when I was a kid, I have two memories, two memories. I mean, I remember some little individual things here, but I got two memories. Number one, always getting whacked with the strap when I did something wrong. Always getting whipped like a motherfucker. My brother too. We would get whipped when we would misbehave. The second thing I remember about my dad was I'd come home from school. I would play video games, Atari, ColecoVision, whatever it is. You know, I would then eat, do my homework. And then we would be pretty much in bed by like 7, 7.30. And we would be able to watch TV until like 9 or so. And they didn't have to go to bed. And then my father would walk into the door around 7, 7.30 at night would always have just his his settings sat at the table. And I'm sure a lot of people my age probably have lived through this as well. He would eat squash most of the time, or he would eat escarole, veal cutlets, something like that, have his dinner. And as soon as he finished his dinner, he would go right upstairs, take a shower, take a bath, spend some time with my mom. And then maybe like around one, two o'clock in the morning, I would hear noise and that's him going to fucking work at the gas station. 
years and years and years. Think my father enjoyed having to do that shit for so many years? No. We could have lived in a fucking one-bedroom apartment or studios. My father felt that he was going to give us as good of a life as possible. And luckily, my father, you know, ended up doing well. My father then became an, a manager of a supermarket, Scatoro supermarket, ended up starting his own place in 82 and bought real estate and the rest is history. My point is, is that, you know, people now, you know, my, could you imagine my father in the, in the 1970s, if iPhones were around that, no, I'd rather sit with my $800 iPhone and bitch on social media all day long that I have no job right now. No, my father got off his ass and did that shit. Because he had to get money somehow. So for everybody online that you see these people whining and complaining and this, this and that, not everybody can work. You know, not everybody drives. Not everybody has, you know, some of these businesses in their vicinity that they can go. But there's a lot of people out there that have Walmarts down the block from them, two blocks away, a gas station a day, that, that are hiring. There's tons of places in my neighborhood hiring right now. Delivery person, clerk, cook, you know, counter person, this and that. And they can't fill them. Why? Because people just want to sit at home and complain all day long. So my father, D DS, my father would never come on. My father hates wrestling. My father hates that I do this stuff. My father is not internet savvy, but once, this happens like once a year. I'll go over to my parents' house, and it's usually a holiday. It's usually Thanksgiving or Christmas. And we'll be sitting around and everything, and my father will just be on his phone, and then he'll just sit the phone down right next to me. And I look down, and it's a fucking Google search of yours truly. And he'll be like, what the fuck you doing? This and that. He sees some of the stuff. When I did had that match, you know, I stapled the, the money to low-life Louis Ramos's ass and I stuck the pen up his ass and everything. My father found that on a Google search. And my father, what the fuck you doing? Don't you, you, you have time to fucking podcast? You have time to do this talking shit? You could be using that time to fucking exercise or go work or do this or fucking go get laid. So my father would say to me, my father can't stand this stuff. But, um, but he knows that, you know, I, I have a good heart and, um, you know, this is just me trying to give back a little bit, but, uh, my mom is not a wrestling fan either. My grandmother was the only wrestling fan. And my nephews also, you know, and some of you have met them a long time ago. But Johnny Z says, am I bitching about the bitchers? No, honestly, Johnny Z. That's why I have a very boring social media account. Um, because I, I don't get consumed in that. I have people that I just have on ignore, not because I dislike them or hate them, but I'm not going to get consumed into that bubble. When I'm the whole point of everything that I said is, is that if, if you spend too much time on social media and you really want to try to enjoy AEW or NXT or WrestleMania an empty building or whatever it is, you know, you get caught in that bubble, you'll get consumed. And like I said, even when good things happen, if good things happen to you, Johnny, and everybody else is having a, a shit time or a majority of people having a shit time, you're the one doing something wrong. And that's toxic. My message to everybody tonight is turn the fucking social media off or talk to a couple of people that you know see the glass half full right now and, you know, WWE and AEW trying to take chicken shit 
which is the whole virus situation and turn it into chicken salad. You know, again, I'm not thrilled that they think that they're bigger than the virus and everybody out there. They're not essential employees. Sami Zayn, he's cute. You know, if any of you saw it, he had a little interaction with Hangman Page. And Hangman Page, you know, was talking a little bit on how, you know, um, he realized today, and Sami Zayn tried to throw some little shots in there like, you know, well, we're irrelevant and this, this, and that. You know, and it was like a shot at the net, you know, because they want to entertain. You know, wrestlers want to entertain. They want to, and I said this weeks ago, I've said it in the past, Mish gives me credit for it. Wrestling wants to be the emotional band-aid of the world. And that is all nice, and that is a sweet thing. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, you ain't fucking bigger than the virus. You ain't fucking bigger than the accountant. You ain't fucking bigger than the person who worked in the pet shop. You ain't fucking bigger. That's not a shot at your pride. That's not a shot at your personality or your job or anything else. Is that unfortunately, it's like these weirdos that live in certain areas of California and cops pull them over and like, I have a right to travel. But you don't have a fucking driver's license. I have a right to travel. I am part of the blah, 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 blah clan. And I have a right to travel. And you have no right to pull me over. You have no right to stop me. See, these five, there was an episode of Live PD a couple of months ago where these these freaks were going over people's houses and harassing them to join their cult or religion. And the cop is like, give me your idea. I don't have to show you nothing. There are fucking people out there that just think that they are bigger than everyone else. Now, I wouldn't put wrestlers in that category. But, you know, unfortunately, at the end of the day, if you're not in that category as an essential employee, I know you want to save the world. I know you want to cure everybody of cancer. I know you don't want any single person out there to be sad, turn that frown upside down. Unfortunately, you ain't bigger than the fucking virus. So that guilt shit, you know, it may work for a lot of people out there, but it don't it don't work for me. The blah, blah, blah clan. Yes, the blah, 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 blah clan. So, um, but seriously, you got a group of people Online And by the way, once again, shout out to everybody live right now. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. I'm not stupid. I'm fully aware there are tons of other podcasters out there live right now. It's not a competition, everyone. You choose to check me out, especially live than everyone else, you know, right now. I appreciate it. And one thing about me, you know, I, I rub people the wrong way. No. I rub people the wrong way. And I'm not an expert or a pro on this and everything, but one thing you you know for certain, you know, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to go to video, and I ain't kissing your ass right now or pandering, but you see my eyes and I'm telling you something, you know that I'm being straight up about it. Not a lot of things I say can be very popular, um, but I'm honest and I'm straight up. No gimmicks. You know, yeah, the Don Tony stuff and everything. And, you know, because we try to have some additional fun. And by the way, somebody asked me, I, I don't think I have it handy, but the, um, no, I don't have it handy. Oh, yeah, I do. Hang on. Somebody was going to pay me $100 to wear this shirt today. This is, if you missed... Wednesday night dynamite, I tore up. I had this shirt on, the DTKC show shirt, and I tore it off Hulkamania style. Played April Fool's joke. But somebody was going to pay me $100 to wear it tonight. And um, the only reason why I didn't wear it, not because my chubby nipples would have been hanging out, but because I spit in the shirt the other day and I didn't wash it. 
So, you know, I didn't want to put on a shirt that spit on it. So, you know, anyway, should we talk about WrestleMania? 16 matches. Sorry for those chicken out audio only. I had to take a little sip of my Pellegrino water. Pellegrino water is awesome, by the way. All right. Um, for my Patreon family, uh, for the predictions contest, this is basically how it goes. It's only going to take me 30 seconds to say. No confidence points. You got 16 matches. Just predict the winner. And I add up the matches you got right. If there's a tie at the end, whoever comes close to the tiebreaker wins the grand prize. Your choice of anything on the prize wall. Mark Ness, who won last the last contest, a lot of you were worried that he was going to pull something cool off the prize wall. He took the cash. So everything on the prize wall is still there. Um, right after I'm done with this show tonight, I will private message everybody the link so you could participate in the contest. If anybody wants to join the Patreon and be part of it, you know, it's not too late. You have until 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. No, 4 p.m. on Saturday to enter. And it's very easy. But um, but anyway, we got 16 matches. I still don't know what the format is for Saturday and Sunday. I know two weeks ago I said put everything on Raw Saturday night, everything on SmackDown Sunday night. I don't know if that's the plan. When I look at the Raw matches on paper, and I look at the SmackDown matches on paper. You know, SmackDown, you know, what match would you have close it out if it's a Sunday night? You know what I'm saying? Like, when I look at the overall matches, like the two big matches that I'm looking forward to seeing, which one I think everybody agrees with. One, you know, I'm very surprised that I feel this way, but AJ Styles, Undertaker, and Edge, Randy Orton. So I wouldn't mind if... You know, one of those matches closed out Saturday and one of those matches closed out Sunday. I don't think I want to see Goldberg, Braun Strowman close out Sunday. Now, the big question is this. What happens with Bray Wyatt after WrestleMania? If you remember my original scenario, Bray Wyatt lost to Goldberg. Goldberg then loses to Roman Reigns. Bray Wyatt then attacks Roman Reigns. That sets up Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns post-WrestleMania. That is what I originally thought was the plan. Now Roman Reigns, you know, pulls out of WrestleMania. And again, I don't need to repeat what I said earlier, but obviously uh, WWE is not thrilled with Roman Reigns pulling out for Mania. And for anybody out there, and I'll say this again that I said earlier, if you think that I'm way off on this, ask yourself this question. Why would they not even show that little clip of Roman Reigns talking about his family, worried about LD? Because think that does three things. Number one, for everybody who is not on social media, they understand why Roman Reigns pulled out. That is probably the most important thing that they did not do tonight on SmackDown. Number two, it humanizes Roman Reigns a little bit more. And at the same time, it's a public service announcement. Holy shit, Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania because of his kids and his family and his his that and he's got elderly. Oh my god, if it's that important to him, this must be some serious shit. Public service announcement would have been part of this, and they didn't even have to put up a PSA. That would have been number two. And number three, 
it would have explained why you have someone else put in the match. They never acknowledged Roman Reigns pulling out because of health concerns and for his family. They never did a PSA about it. Number three, they never mentioned his fucking name and they just throw in Braun Strowman. That doesn't say to you, you know, they're not thrilled with Roman Reigns right now. Why would you pass up the opportunity to make Roman Reigns look that much more as a saint? Seriously, when Roman Reigns announced his leukemia publicly, they had to fucking replay it 850 times and do news articles, T-shirts, you know, everything. Capitalize it. But this time, can't even acknowledge it. Can't even, like, show people that, look, this is serious shit. So WWE is not thrilled with Roman Reigns right now. They'll never admit it. They'll never even say it to him. It's just what's going to happen is because Roman Reigns pulled out, the storyline has to continue, but with someone else in his place. And it, and I guarantee you, you're going to see goofs, just like the goofs now that are claiming that, oh, wrestlers were threatened to be fired if they release spoilers. You think they fucking know anybody that said, if they fucking knew people backstage would be threatened to be fired, you don't think that they would have had a spoiler at least? You know, it's just, it's guessing. It's common sense. It's common sense. Oh my God, could you imagine? This is what happens. You have Dick and you got Bob that are talking to each other like, oh my God, could you imagine if one of the wrestlers leaked out the spoilers to the end? Could you imagine? What? I wouldn't be surprised if he got fired. Yeah, you know what? I, I'll be right back. And then he goes on the internet. Or if a wrestler's, a, they were told they'll be fired. It's common fucking sense. That's all it is. Um... They have no no sources, zero, zilch. Um, so anyway, the storyline's got to continue. So after Mania is over, you're going to see these goofs that are going to say, the original plans was to have Roman Reigns feud with Bray Wyatt, but because Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania, they were forced to continue the program without Roman Reigns, so they chose to go with Braun Strowman instead. That'll be the article. And it's, it's not a news it's 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 an assumption. It's a viewpoint. It's a guess. So anyway, so I'll just, since we're on that topic, I'll say it right now, I think Braun Strowman beats Goldberg. We don't know how long they're going to be off the of TV. You know, Goldberg, he's got a young kid. I'm sure Goldberg is a little concerned about getting coronavirus, especially since he's got a family and a, and a young son. So I don't think Goldberg really is enjoying the idea of having to leave his house, you know, even if WWE ends up having it. Remember what I said on Wednesday about state jumping? People starting to catch on to that now. State jumping. Just remember that with wrestling. But you think Goldberg wants to keep coming back and keeping that title? Lost soul. Oh, um, he... Thanked you, thanked me for the relationship advice last stream. Oh, good. Very much appreciated, Lost Soul. You know, again, I, I whenever I try to give advice, it's just opinions. And a lot of times it's from my own personal experience. And, you know, I don't have the the cure for every problem going on out there. The only thing I could tell you is how I have dealt with it and how I've seen other people deal with it. And um, I'm glad I can help. I really do appreciate that. And uh, but thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Braun Strowman, you know, yeah, he lost to Sami Zayn, you know. So did Asuka. She lost to Alexa Bliss. Should Asuka remain the champion? See how dumb that argument is, just like that? 
Oscar lost num- a couple of matches. Oh, why should she remain champion? I don't compare Oscar to Braun Strowman, obviously. That's sacrilegious. Oscar's a fucking unbelievable wrestler. My point is, is just because somebody loses, you know, and even with that argument that Braun Strowman lost to Sami Zayn, uh, wasn't there like a three-on-one, if I remember correctly? But I'm not big on Goldberg right uh, Goldberg right now because the storyline has been a flop. The Goldberg return was a flop. Coronavirus played a big role with it, but, you know, the whole thing was a flop. Again, if you remember my original analogy, WWE did not want Bray Wyatt to lose the heavyweight title at WrestleMania, so they decided to have him drop it in Saudi Arabia, and then Bray Wyatt may feud with Roman Reigns, who may win the belt at WrestleMania. That was my original idea. The idea that Bray Wyatt beats Cena at Mania gives Bray Wyatt a win. Roman Reigns becomes champion. Bray Wyatt fights Roman Reigns for the title and doesn't have to lose it at Mania. That was the original assumption. So now with Braun Strowman in the equation, you almost feel like maybe Bray Wyatt feuds with Braun Strowman next. They have some history together. We haven't seen... We haven't seen him, you know, really go at it. It would be very interesting. But I believe that keeping Goldberg around is not a wise thing to do. It never caught fire. Fans are still very bitter. Um, And the funny thing is, is you remember a lot of people thought that, you know, they're so bitter at Goldberg that they have to cheer Roman Reigns to get that belt. Now you don't even have any fans. And we've all joked that, wow, this is going to be the first match where Roman Reigns isn't booed out of the building. They don't have to worry about it. But you think about it, too. If that was WWE's mindset, that the fans are going to be so bitter at Goldberg for beating Bray Wyatt, that they'll have to cheer Roman Reigns. Now you have no fucking crowd. So that whole idea is just completely shot. And even if we can have live crowds again two months from now, having Goldberg still be champion is not going to be aesthetically... Um, nice. It's not going to look good. It's not going to sound good. And it's not going to be pleasant. Um, Plus, I don't think they keep that seat warm for two months because Roman Reigns ain't coming back next week. You know, just because it's mania weekend, the virus is still here. The virus still lingers for two more months. You know, that's why I said, remember what I said last week? I'm really curious what happens with wrestling two weeks from now. Do not be surprised if it goes on hiatus. Because you start state jumping and you realize that you're just going to different states because you could get away with stuff like that. I don't give a shit if it's even AEW. You're going to get ripped out of the building. They're going to get ripped to pieces. So two weeks from now, I'm very curious. AEW probably has an extra week of uh, material that they can use. But two, three weeks from now, it's going to be very interesting, not only to see what WWE puts on TV, but who is on TV. Who? So I think Braun Strowman beats Goldberg. There ain't no doubt in my mind Bray Wyatt beats John Cena. Bray Wyatt has to get his win back. And by the way, go on Twitter. You'll probably find it there. There was an interview, a backstage WWE exclusive that they did with John Cena, I guess maybe a week ago. And during and they WWE deleted it. They pulled it. Because during the interview, John Cena was basically saying how he's not afraid of Bray Wyatt. And he basically said something like, I look at all that is, is Bray Wyatt, Husky Harris under a mask. He actually said that and they pulled it. 
So you won't see that on WWE's website. But um, so I say Bray Wyatt has to get his win back from Cena. He gets the win. Look, as far as the details at a Firefly Funhouse, we'll know when we see it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised of what I said last week that we have some editing where Bray Wyatt is Bray Wyatt and then he's also the fiend, you know, a la Jeff Hardy and Willow, if you remember that whole, you know, final deletion stuff. But I think without a doubt, Bray Wyatt gets his win back. Braun Strowman, I'm fearing, will get the heavyweight championship and that will technically be his reward for being in the right place at the right time and, um, you know, being just a, a dedicated WWE guy. He burned, he pissed off a lot of people online and WWE honestly don't give a fuck about shit like that. You know, WWE likes to use social media, but they could care less about the outspoken, you know, people on social media. So uh, so those are two predictions right there. In, in no particular order, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. You know, what we had tonight, um, as I opened up with, you know, Mustafa Ali, you know, weirdo, you know, putting a camera in a girl's locker room. He had no fucking idea Sonya Deville was going to be doing that to Otis's phone unless he was in on it too. And I'm just talking in storyline right now. If you want to be funny about it, Mustafa Ali is a fucking perv. In the fucking locker room, fucking recording people without them knowing it. How the fuck did he know that? that you, and, and again, if you're what I said earlier, what if Sonya Deville picked up the phone and said, Mandy, you forgot your phone. Have a nice date. Then what, how does that make Mustafa Ali look? It should be fired. Fucking weirdo. Talking storyline. But, um, you know, look, this is going to split Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. This is going to get a little dissension of Mandy Rose with Dolph Ziggler. Um, I still wish it would have been Tucky, Tucky, Tucky should have been in on this. Tucky, Tucker, yeah, Tucker should have been the one turning heel. But they want to keep that team together a little bit longer. There's got to be a little bit of a happy ending to this. Wouldn't be surprised if you see Mandy Rose slap Dolph Ziggler during this match. Um, you know, watching Sonya Deville almost in tears after, it doesn't phase me. She's not a great actor. She's got some ability, but... You know, the funniest is when people were like, oh, she should have been in the bisexual angle. Why? Because she's bisexual. She didn't, she doesn't act that come off on TV, that animated and stuff like that. She's like a beautiful looking potted plant. You know, she, she doesn't have that charisma that Liv Morgan had. The Liv Morgan Lana thing was horrible, but you don't just put someone in there, you know, put them in there because they, they fit that. No, you don't do it like that. It's a, it, it's an actor or an actress playing a role. So, yeah, GTV, GTV. But I think Otis has got to get the win. There's got to be some good news somewhere here. Otis gets the win. Maybe Otis walks off with Mandy Rose. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. He blushes. You know, maybe Tucky gets jealous after a while. You got to fucking turn Tucky on Otis. So Elias versus King Corbin. I don't know why, man. I don't know why. You know, I just got this bad feeling that Gronk is going to get involved in this match. I'm not saying it's going to be Gronk versus Baron Corbin. He doesn't know that much yet. But I would not be surprised if, if this match goes down that Gronk gets involved. Or, you know what, maybe Elias can't even compete and then we get fucking... Uh, 
Who's the, who's that motherfucker? I'm drawing a blank right now. He ain't hype. You know, Gronk's buddy, the guy I always try to forget. See, it's late. I'm a little, you know, it's. I'm sorry, it's a little late over here, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up having a match with. Uh, come on, chat room, save me on this one. Uh, fucking, I'm. Oh my god, I'm drawing. You know why I'm drawing a blank right now? Because now on social media, he goes by his fucking real name. Uh, Mojo Rawley, thank you, Larry Rose. Brain fart, Mojo Rawley. Wouldn't be surprised we see Mojo Rawley versus Baron Corbin. I don't know why Mojo Rawley is all of a sudden a baby face, you know, but it is what it is. So I think if, you know, if Elias still competes, Gronk gets involved, or maybe Mojo Rawley faces Baron Corbin. Either way, if Corbin faces Rawley, Corbin wins. If Corbin faces Elias still, Elias wins with help from Gronk. Now everybody's writing Mojo Rawley. Mojo Rawley, you know what? Mojo Rawley should be happy. I think he got more attention just now in the chat than I think he would have gotten all year. So, but uh, yeah, that Gronk stuff. Oof. And you know what's, good? what's funny is some of this is going to be live. They may have a match or two live. I don't think they will because of the stay-at-home order, but... That doesn't mean that he can't be remotely somewhere. I mean, some of this might be, I have no idea. But all I know is that the Gronk stuff, um, I care less about that. Alistair Black versus Lashley. There's no doubt in my mind, Alistair Black's got to get this win. It's a match that was just thrown together. I understand you don't have that many people in the building that you could put them up against. I would have rather seen Alistair Black versus Ricochet. Former tag team partners facing each other, friendly competition. I still would have chosen Alistair Black to get the win, but Alistair Black will defeat Lashley. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. This is an interesting one because, you know, as I went down my predictions earlier, like I looked to see how many heels were winning and how many baby faces were winning. And it seemed a little heavy on the babyface side. My original pick was Kevin Owens to get the win. But with all the shit going down, you know, I don't think the Viking Raiders are going to be there. So they're not going to be coming to his aid. AOP, I don't even know if they're going to be there. Buddy Murphy, you don't know what fuck happens to him. So I, I'm going to lean towards Seth Rollins getting the win only because I had so many baby faces winning this night. So I'm going to go with Seth Rollins to get that win. Um, and don't throw that match out. I think that match is going to be a lot more, I don't want to say fun, but it's going to be a lot better than some people think. You know, it, it, a lot of people, it's not that Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens don't have good matches, but... It feels like Raw, like you're watching Raw. I think this match is going to feel a little bit more than just a Raw match. You know, I think there's going to be a lot more involved with it. But I say Seth Rollins gets the win. Edge versus Randy Orton is very interesting. Last man standing. Some type of fuckery is going to happen where somebody can't get up, even though they wanted to get up. You almost feel like Edge has to get the win here. Because if Edge is going to stick around for a little while, you know, he's got to prove that he can still go. And I really, you know, Sebastian, I, I want to choose Kevin Owens so bad, man. But I don't know. I just I just think that they're going to give it to Seth Rollins. I just, I don't know. But 
Anyway, Edge and Randy Orton, that is the match I'm looking forward to more than anything. Uh, I'm going to be very curious to see if Beth Phoenix gets to throw a slap in on Randy Orton. I don't think so. I don't think Beth Phoenix gets involved. I do uh, have a hunch that Michelle McCool, you know, smacks AJ Styles. It'd be interesting if Michelle McCool puts the, uh, what was it, the, the faith maker on AJ Styles. That would be pretty cool. But uh, I don't know if Beth Phoenix actually makes an appearance. But I say, oh boy, you know, Edge making his return. You know how WWE is funny with that stuff. You'll have someone hype up a return and then they they lose. But in recent years, the person making the return does get the win in more ways than one. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Edge. I'm gonna, even though I could see. You know, some type of fuckery, but Edge has got to get a concerto on Randy Orton. So I'm going to go with Edge. I want to see Edge get the win. You know, even for suspension of disbelief with the whole storyline, he's got to get some revenge on Randy Orton. So I'm going to go with Edge getting the win. Uh, AJ Styles versus Undertaker. Man, see, again, you know, if you go with a baby face on one, do you go with a baby face on the other? I mean... AJ Styles is going to have his uh, Gallows and Anderson on hand. They're going to get involved in some capacity. As much as I would like to see Undertaker win, man, I tell you, it's it's a hard sell for me to go with Edge and Undertaker. It just, I agree. I think Undertaker needs to get the revenge. Michelle McCool's got to get a little revenge. But at the end of the day, because the thing, you know what the problem with this match is? We don't know exactly what they're going to do. We know it's a boneyard match, and we know a boneyard is really another word for a cemetery. But is it a buried alive match? Is it just a pin? You know, there's so much that we don't know. What's up, John Dillinger? There's so much that we don't know about that match. So it's very hard to try. Like, if we knew that, let's say, it was buried alive, then we kind of feel, okay, you know, I could see Undertaker burying all three of them. But we don't even know the logistics of the match. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Especially after Undertaker's promo, even though some of it was untrue when he said, oh, AJ Styles waited until everybody was gone to come in. No, he had a pretty decent run against Cena and a few people. I'm going to go with AJ Styles. I know everybody's choosing Undertaker. I'll Go different. I'll go AJ Styles. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. As I already said, Bray Wyatt's got to get the win. Kabuki Warriors versus A Moment to Piss. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. You know, this this is tough, man, because the Kabuki Warriors are so much better than Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And, you know, Kyrie Sane, they have done very little with. For, for numerous reasons. We don't need to get into it here. But, you know, it just, I'm not feeling Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross winning those belts. The only problem is, e even if Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross win it, who do they feud with? I don't know who they feud with. I'm just, so I wonder if Kabuki Warriors retain and this feud continues beyond WrestleMania. So I'm going to go with Kabuki Warriors to retain. I think a lot of people will be very happy if the Kabuki Warriors retain. 
As I said on uh, Monday, I have no problem with the way they've used Oscar the last couple of weeks. You know, she can't be dishing out really hard physical matches week in, week in. You know, sometimes you deserve a little bit of a break. So I'm going to go Kabuki Warriors to retain. Street Profits against Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Street Profits, I think, have to retain here as well. Even though Austin Theory has a bright future, you know, people saying he's going to be a superstar. I don't know what the fuck you base that on, seriously. You look at the WWE mold. You don't have, he doesn't have that connection with a crowd yet. Still NXT. Great look, but EC3 had a great look, and look what that got him. So I think for now, Street Profits retain. This match is pretty much done just to as filler, in my opinion. Miz and Morrison versus New Day versus Ustos for the SmackDown tag titles. Ladder match. Everybody and their mother thinks that Miz is not competing. They might have set up an angle early in the match where Miz cannot perform. Now, as far as the Patreon contest go, even if it ends up being one on one on one and not tag team, you go with Team Miz, Marzen versus Team Usos versus Team New Day. Whichever member of the team wins, you just make that prediction. You don't have to predict it. So I'm going to go with the three-way idea since everybody has been pushing that. And it'd be funny. If Miz competes, I, I just, that's a big fuck you to all of those websites that that claim they had the scoop that Miz was not competing. But, um, and I would love if they trolled people out there with that. But no matter what, Miz and Morrison are retaining. I do not want to see New Day with another tag title run. It's nice to see the Usos back, but it just doesn't, I'm not feeling that yet. I say Miz and Morrison retain. Uh, Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Sasha versus Tamina. Tamina tonight defeats, uh, um, oh my God, Lacey Evans and Naomi. Tonight was the peak of Tamina's career. Uh, I mean, God bless her. She's not bad. But honestly, even if there was a live crowd tonight, if you would have just been blind and had no idea what's going on with coronavirus right now, if you would have just listened to SmackDown tonight and Tamina won, you would have swore that the crowd was there. She gets no fucking reaction. Zero whatsoever. Tamina getting the win tonight is exactly what I say when Dana Brooke got two or three wins. Remember when Dana Brooke got a couple of wins on SmackDown? They're finally giving her a push. She may actually win the title. No, that was to give people a little suspension of disbelief that maybe Dana Brooke might have a shot at something. And all it was was just to set up nothing. That's what they did tonight with Tamina. To give that idea that, hey, maybe Tamina can win this. No, ain't happening. Nothing against her, but Tamina, yeah, she got the, yeah, you're right. Uh, Shep, Tamina got her biggest crowd reaction tonight. Um, I, Bailey or Sasha are winning. And as I go down this list, you're probably starting to say, wow, DT, a lot of people are going to be keeping their belts after Mania. Yeah, I do think so. I think this is to buy some time until they get some live crowds. But uh, I think Bailey pins Sasha or Sasha pins Bailey. And to be honest with you, Bailey is a better heel than Sasha in recent weeks or months. 
I know Sasha's got that little sex appeal, and I know a lot of you out there take out the jit-gel rags, and she's got the blue hair, and she, you know, whatever. But to me, I think Bailey has to... It would surprise fans more if Bailey uh, does a cheap move on Sasha, maybe a roll-up or something. You know, maybe you can happen. Maybe Naomi has the match won, and she's about to pin Sasha, and Bailey throws Naomi or Lacey Evans outside the ring, and then Bailey sneaks the pin and pins Sasha. I think people would probably be more shocked that Bailey turn on her friend than the opposite. So I say Bailey retains. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Oh man. Oof. This is this is rough because I read today that Becky Lynch went to visit some sick kid that's like, oh my God, you know, you gotta win for me. And she's like, I'll do my best. And I'm saying to myself, my God, I know WWE's not gonna make her win or lose based on one fan, but I kind of get that Rocky vibe off of this storyline. You know, anybody that lived through the Rocky movies, you really can't count Rocky 1 or Rocky 2. But later on, I mean, this, the, 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 the writing was almost the same. You know, Rocky gets bitched out. Rocky, you know, finds his roots, builds himself up. Hey, yo, Apollo. He builds himself up. And then he gets to fucking win at the end, and we go off the air, and he's fucking champion. I got this weird feeling that Becky Lynch retains that goddamn title as much. See, Shayna Baszler winning, she don't need no live crowd. She don't need no live crowd because the live crowd isn't going to pop for her anyway. So Shayna Baszler, if she won over the weekend, she could win with an empty arena. Becky Lynch win an empty arena, I'm kind of like, eh. You know, I'm with you, Mish. I would love for Shayna Baszler to win. Turn this into a different direction, man. But, I mean, you had Becky do that PSA announcement earlier. Like, they have to keep some type of attachment to her. What does she have if she loses the belt? The fucking truck? I have a feeling there's going to be some type of fuckery. I think Becky Lynch keeps the belt. I think Becky Lynch keeps the belt. I want Shayna Baszler to win. There's just something about it that makes me think Becky gets a cheap win. Almost similar to, to Bailey, but Bailey, it'll be more that Bailey, you know, I can't believe she did that to her friend. But yeah, no, Beckhamist Prime. I like that, Benjamin. Beckhamist Prime. Beckhamist Prime is going to retain her title. I, I, look, I'm. I just hope they don't do some dumb shit with Becky bites Shayna in the neck. Uh, she, because you remember, think about this. You know, when Nia Jax, what was it, Nia Jax that accidentally hit Becky Lynch and she had the blood all over her face and she did this? Imagine if Becky Lynch fucking bites Shayna and she's got the blood capsule and she lifts her face up after, you know, biting um, Shayna Baszler. She could look at the fucking empty arena and do this again with the fucking blood on it. My God, it's going to be like the Incredible Hulk. You know, when he fucking hulks up again and his eyes turn green, that's going to be like they're going to, it's the rebirth of the fucking bloody Becky. So I just hope they don't do that. No biting, please, no biting. So I say Becky retains. My prediction a little bit different than everyone else's. And I don't care if I'm, honestly, I don't care if every one of my predictions are wrong. 
But as long as I'm enjoying what I'm watching, that's all I care about, honestly. So, uh, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan, another one. Everybody's going with Daniel Bryan. Sami Zayn getting that win, the internet was especially happy. And I think WWE and Sami Zayn were a little bit taken back on how happy the net was for Sami Zayn to win. In fact, the last pay-per-view, a lot of people said Sami Zayn winning the belt was their highlight. I don't think you take it off of Sami Zayn right now. And I know all of you immediately are disagreeing with me. Remember this. Remember this. Daniel Bryan said after, well, he claimed to say, after WrestleMania, he's going to put himself in hibernation or whatever you want to call it for 14 days so just to play it safe so he doesn't do anything to his wife, remember, pregnant, and his kid. So if Daniel Bryan wins, remember I said this, and I brought it up twice already. You know, Daniel Bryan is going to put himself, you know, in, in exclusion. He's going to quarantine himself for 14 days. If he fucking wrestles again on SmackDown a week or two from now, that was the quarantine for you're back in the ring doing the same shit. Quarantine doesn't do nothing. You got to put yourself in quarantine again. So if that is true, Daniel Bryan's going to be off TV for two to three weeks. So I think Sami Zayn retains, and I think Sami Zayn may start feuding with Drew Gulak. I'd love to see Drew Gulak turn on Daniel Bryan tomorrow or Sunday, whatever the day it is. You know, because when Drew Gulak won his match, Drew Gulak should have gotten the shot, not Daniel Bryan. So either way, Sami Zayn retains. Um, I already said Braun Strowman, I think, is going to defeat Goldberg. The Goldberg return has been a flop. Not all Goldberg's fault, not all WWE's fault. Coronavirus played a big part of it. But um, Roman Reigns taking himself off of Mania put a big monkey wrench in there as well. And uh, I just can't see WWE, if they were going to give it to Roman Reigns, I just can't see WWE saying, we'll keep the belt on Goldberg for a couple of more months until Roman Reigns is comfortable to return. And then we'll put the belt on Roman Reigns. No, 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 no. Ain't happening. I think Braun Strowman is going to be rewarded for still competing, for his backing of WWE Online, for being a little bit of a dick. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bray Wyatt and Braun is the next feud. So I am going to go with Braun Strowman to win the belt. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley, I think, is going to retain. I'd love to see Charlotte Flair win the NXT Women's title. But I think, you know, it would help, obviously, the NXT brand. But... WWE is, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, I remember when Sunday Night Heat used to get Shangata ratings. And, you know, <laughs> you know what's funny about it? NXT gets average ratings, to say, to say it nicely. They're all under the WWE banner. It's not like World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated has a different corporation for NXT. So if NXT does 700,000 viewers or 600,000 viewers, it's still all under the WWE banner. So at the end of the day, it's about money. It's about the money. So you, that's why I fucking said since day one, I hate when people try to compare AEW and NXT. NXT is under the WWE banner. NXT is not its own corporation. It's not like NXT would fold and WWE. It's just, you, you, you can't look at it like that. So Charlotte 
just on a superficial level, could help the NXT product. But I think also a lot of people would be very annoyed that Charlotte is taking up an opportunity that another woman in NXT could be having. So I think there would be a lot of dissension on Charlotte having the NXT title and being in NXT for an extended period of time. The only reason, the only two reasons why I would be fine with Charlotte winning the NXT title is number one, she's awesome. I don't buy into all that bullshit online that, oh, she's been handed everything. Motherfucker's got the five tools. So her in NXT will only elevate other women to another level. I'm sorry. You have fucking some of the other women, women taking on Charlotte instead of Rhea Ripley, immediately taken to a different level. So Charlotte in NXT would help some of the other women. Bianca Belair, what's a what's a, a, a more intriguing match? Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair versus Charlotte for a title? So I look at it like that. Charlotte could help. But on the flip side, though, I think there would be so much dissension. Another thing that I think about, too, is where does Charlotte go after this? If Charlotte loses to Rhea Ripley, who does she feud with? We don't want to see Charlotte versus Becky again. We don't want to see Charlotte versus Bailey again. We don't want to see her against any fucking four horsemen again. Does Charlotte start feuding with um, Shayna Baszler? You know, it's like it, it, Charlotte, they're in a weird situation with Charlotte right now because I can't figure out who she feuds with next. So if Charlotte were to win the NXT championship, the most logical reason is she would have a new bunch of opponents to feud with. So on paper, on paper, as much as you don't like Charlotte, it almost sounds like Charlotte needs to win this because Charlotte has all these new opponents she could take on. If she loses, who the fuck is Charlotte going to feud with next? You know, think of, think about the roster and think about who is showing up. Who does she feud with? Unless she takes time off of TV, who the fuck wants to see Zelina Vega feud with Charlotte? Seriously. Nothing against Zelina Vega, but seriously. So, you know, my immediate reaction is Rhea Ripley retains. Um, and whoever wins the NXT women's ladder match, which I'm hoping is Io Shirai, Io Shirai, I think, will lose to Rhea Ripley as well. Now, it would be pretty fascinating to see Io Shirai taking on Charlotte, but I just, I don't know, man. I just, Charlotte versus Asuka, it is a little bit tiresome. But again, this is the fault to the WWE women's division. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Mish. Charlotte with the NXT championship, that you know it's going to trigger the internet. You're going to have all these little bitches, you know, complaining about it, but I think I put up a really good argument just now that she would have a whole crop of women to feud with and she would bring other people to another level. What do you do with Charlotte if she loses? So my immediate thinking is Rhea Ripley retains this belt, but I just can't see all three women retaining their belt. So you know what? I'm going to go against the grain and I'm going to say Charlotte Flair gets the win. Charlotte could lose the belt in a month or two. It's just a temporary stay in NXT. Charlotte could help elevate one or two other women in the process. 
I'll go with Charlotte. I originally was going to go with Rhea in my predictions, but I'm going to go with Charlotte. And again, you know, anybody that shits on any of you out there for choosing Charlotte, bring up what I just said. Say, okay, genius, who the fuck does she feud with if she loses to Rhea Ripley? Who who does she feud with? You know, so I, I, I'm going to go with Charlotte. I hope they give it to Charlotte. Um, and I don't care if the internet gets triggered again. You know, what I said before, I'm not against speaking out and complaining and criticizing things, but people have way too much time on their hands. You know, if you have two able-bodied hands and two able-bodied feet and you need money that bad, you know, there's a fucking gas station, a deli, a 7-Eleven, this and that. If you consider that an insult, you know, then you deserve to have nothing, you know. If you feel uncomfortable because of the virus, okay, I totally respect that. But if if you're going to all day long just rip WWE, rip AEW, rip the empty arenas, rip the status of wrestling, rip this, rip that. Man, you know, Twitter doesn't pay. Twitter doesn't pay money, people. You know, there's just too much negativity online right now. Roman Reigns, what he said, what he said last week, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are not getting the message. And you know what's sad about it? And I think we'll start wrapping this up. You know what's sad about it? You see, and it's not just wrestling. It's just overall. It's people that aren't even wrestling. This is just the overall social media right now. Overall. These people are vicious and are just really jealous and bitter. They rip other people's success. They rip, rip, complain, complain, complain. And then when something bad happens, happens to themselves. They want everybody to fucking pray for them. Everybody to fucking think about them. Everybody to fucking pay attention to them. Rip everything and everybody else. But when shit happens to you, you know how many times over the last year or two, whether it was wrestling or politics, Trump stuff, real life stuff, family I know, friends, you know, my fiance inside, just so you know, she's Ecuadorian and German. Everybody in our family, except for one person, despises Trump, despises him. I mean, with a passion, to the point that some people in her family think they're crazy that she's, de you know, with me. My point is, in the last year or two, I can't tell you how many times in real life, social media, everywhere else, where I see these fucking fake people and bitch boys and everything else just totally put down everybody else and then something bad happens to them. And I sit back and I go, fucking karma. It's karma, you know? But you can't be like that. You can't be like, you gotta be the better person, man. I, I you know, I always tell the stories. A bit. I told you the story about the contractor two year, two, uh, two weeks ago. I'll tell you another story. And some of you know this one already. And it's not a great analogy, but you'll see where I'm going with this. Me, I used to, have, I don't want to say I had road rage, but me, I used to get pissed off when a lot of people drove like assholes. Hey, the intro to blah, blah, blah. When you hear me uh, ripping that person, you know, what the fuck you doing, stupid? You seen the video. I was in the parking lot. 
I used to get really pissed off sometimes. And one time not too long ago, a woman was tailgating the fuck out of me. I mean, really tailgating me and really up my ass. And I was driving down Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills. And there's only one lane going this way and one lane going this way. And this woman is fucking tailgating me right up my ass. And I was going the speed limit. And I'm looking in my rearview mirror and I'm like, what the fuck is this lady doing? So I didn't want to hit the brakes because that's how close she was. But she was trying to pass me up. And every time she would go into the left lane, there would be a car coming and then she would go back into the lane and she's beeping horn and this and that. And I'm like, no, I am not fucking pulling over for you, you dumb fucking bitch. I'm driving the speed limit too fucking bad. So anyway, after about two or three blocks, she finally gets an opportunity to pass me up. She passes me up and she floors it. And as she's going by, she's like, fuck you. And I looked, I'm like, fuck you. She speeds down the thing, and what happens? Some fucking moron pulls out of a Walgreens parking lot. Boom! Huge accident. I fucking stopped, and this car fucking flipped sideways. Didn't flip over, but just like spun around, and and the whole thing. And I drove up to her, and I said, are you all right? And she looked at me. She goes, I think I need an ambulance. I said, good, fucking bitch. Drop that motherfucker, and I drove away. What was she going to do? Karma. Karma. You let people fucking put you down or fucking insult. You just sit back and just take it. Sooner or later, they get bit in the ass. To to, to quote, this is so outdated, but I heard it today in a fucking deli. To quote Jody Watley, tell me, how does it feel? I'm looking for a new love, baby. A new love, yeah. You know what sucks, everybody? I have entrance music that I want to use for these shows and I and I can't do it unless I pay royalties and stuff like that. I went through YouTube's library earlier to um try to find like a, a generic entrance song to play for the show, you know, and they they're terrible. I don't know if anybody out there has ever went through like YouTube's library where you could use their music for free. I can't find nothing. If anybody out there ever like went through YouTube's library and you heard a song that you actually thought was good, send me a PM on Twitter or or give me a link because, man, it's I can't find nothing. The contractor story never gets old. It's it's a true story, man. Juice, there's been other ones too. I mean, there's some been some real deep ones that are fucked up, but you know, I, I'm dead serious, man. You know, this is. That's why, like, you know, I've always said and, you know, a lot of podcasters that come to me for advice and it's not always public, it's private, too. And, um, you know, they ask me for advice and I tell them, number one, you know, you got to be consistent. You know, you got to be honest with your with your viewers or your listeners. You got to be straight up. You know, you got to be able to handle criticism. You got to be able to, you know, Stick to your side, even if it's an unpopular view. You got to be able to accept. There's a lot of people I know who claim they have thick skin. Give them one little difference of opinion, and they'll fucking write paragraphs about you on Facebook, or they'll fucking tweet you, and, and just fucking get all but hurt over it. Um, but I also say that you're always going to get haters, and you know the best revenge against haters is success. You know. Um, you know, I started doing this video stuff three months ago. 
I never in a million years ever think, thought I was going to get 9,000 subscribers in three months. And, um, you know, I know I see the game. I'm starting to understand it online. I mean, I've been approached from people that want to take over my page. I'm not talking about Dell's. Dell's helped me a great deal. Dell's really helped me, you know, like learn what was going on. But I got these fucking people from other countries, you know, hey, I saw your channel. And I know how they don't know me when they address me as Don Tony or they address me as Don Tony D. You know, so I know they don't fucking know my name or anything about me. But there's people that wanted to, like, take over my page and edit and do this, this, and that. But I also get these emails now, like, oh, you you want to get to 10,000 subscribers? No problem. Pay me 100 bucks. And I'm, I'm starting to see, like, some YouTubers out there that have 20, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 subscribers. And then you go on their videos and they got 500 views. How is that possible that you have 90,000 subscribers, but only 500 of them are interested in seeing your videos? And then you realize they just paid to inflate the numbers. I'd rather, and I joked about it on Twitter. You see some of these people out there, oh my God, I got 10,000 people following me on Twitter. But meanwhile, they follow 9,000. They don't even know what a, what a follow back means. Oh my God, this person followed me. Yeah, because you followed them, motherfucker. I'd rather have less people following me, but have everybody interact than to have a crazy number and nobody interact. That's why I try to interact with as many of you as possible. Yeah, get a fucking license. So, but yeah, no, you got to just be consistent. You know, be honest, stand by your stuff. Also, you know, care about your quality a little bit. There are some people out there who do some pretty damn good podcasts and, I'm not even going to fuck around with my audio right now, but I mean, I can understand that audio quality in 2002, but in 2020, I mean, you can't fucking get one of these and get a, I gave Mish a mixer. Mish doesn't need a mixer, but you know, cause he does a lot more complex work. A second mixer is, is cruel, uh, crucial to him, but another mixer I gave away for 10 dollars about two months ago. You might remember I gave away the, the cough button. I gave away my older Logitech 920 and I gave away a fucking mixer. I told the person, he's like, what do you want from it? I'm like, what are you going to, you know, what's your show? And he told me the show and I looked at it and I listened to it for about two minutes. And I said, this sounds like a pretty good show. It would do wonders for him to have good audio quality. I told him, just give me 10 bucks to cover the postage. I gave him the mixer for free. You know, if you bought on Amazon, you probably would have paid like 129 for it. But, you know, audio quality is important too. Video quality is important. You know, having technical difficulties every other minute is not fun, man. I can't sleep when I have technical difficulties. You know, interaction is very important. I want to take calls on here. I don't talk to Jason offline. Not because of dislike or anything like that, but we don't socialize outside of the shows. And I was going to contact him to see how does he take calls during this? The problem is I'm doing video, so it's a little more complex, but um, I don't want to do it through Discord. Discord fucks my shit up because I have to use a laptop to splice Discord into my mixer, which splices into my computer, which splices out to you. I only use Discord because of my co-host on Monday. 
Um, otherwise, and it's nothing against Discord or anybody that's on the page. I mean, Mish and I fucking split the cause down the middle and we maintain the page so everybody enjoys it. But it causes my shit to, to have, you know, mismatches and stuff. And, you know, you got to streamline everything. But quality is definitely important, man. What do I use to stream? VMix. I use VMix. VMix is very similar to the OBS software that's out there. Streamlabs is a good one. I I, I narrowed it down to either Streamlabs or, or VMix. And the reason why I went to VMix is because they had a 60-day trial for free. And VMix has tons of YouTube videos, tons of how-tos, tons of, you know, they, they're very much on top of their customer service. You got a problem, they answer. I contacted them twice. They got back to me both times within a day. So I am enjoying VMix right now. And I think they're they're offering a 90-day free trial where you get all of the options, all the features. And uh, their software is not cheap, though. I mean, when, when it comes, I, I have to pay for it now. Um, I paid $350 for the software. And, you know, originally when Mish and I did Breakfast Soup last week when we raised that money, I was going to have other people on as guests. And, you know, I invited anybody to look. I wasn't lying that I have the software where I can only have one guest on. And if I have more than one guest, I got to pay another $350 for that. And I'm sorry, there ain't no other podcaster out there that's worth me blowing $350 for. So, but I use, uh, Wirecast is fine, but I use vMix. Very happy with it. I love the setup. I still, there's still a lot for me to learn, but I'm learning on the job. You know, that, that was one thing. When I started going video, I still didn't even understand a lot of the terminology and uh, the procedures and stuff. I'm learning as we go along. So this is like five shows in a row now that we've had no issues with. Thank God. You know, and it ended up being a fight. When we had the technical difficulty like a month ago, it ended up being cables. Cables. Wasn't even anything that I was... I mean, I changed a couple of settings here and there. Um, but... You know, it's you, you learn as you go along, but this is a thousand times more fun than doing audio only. Audio only, there's no personality. You know, it's amazing how many of you said that seeing me, yeah, look, I lost weight. Yeah, still got tons to lose, but they see me in the video and they're like, you're nothing of what I thought you were all those years listening to audio because all you see is a logo and you hear a voice. You don't see any, and when I always said over the years that I talk with my hands, people thought I was joking. Even when there's no camera, I do this all the time. But um, Edwin, I talked about the new Jack Vice documentary on Wednesday for about 20 minutes. I got into it in detail. So um, before I go, a lot of you were sending me emails about keto and because you're very interested in the diet, because, you know, I've lost a decent amount over the last year. I lost about 60 pounds. And some people out there wanted to know, like, what are some of the snacks that I have? So before I leave, I just grabbed like five or six. And these actually taste pretty good, even if you're not on keto. But I would definitely not eat these if you're not on keto because you'll gain weight because these are fattening. But one of the things I love to eat are these, you know, I got to put my screen out. So yeah, Parmesan crisps, crisps. There is a website called nutrition.com, not nutrition, 
but nettrition.com. They have phenomenal stuff, not just keto stuff, but you could buy a lot of stuff there really, really cheap. Amazon has it too, but Amazon, you'll spend more money. But these are outstanding. These have no carbohydrates at all. Um, a lot of protein though, because me, I try to stay under 100 grams of protein a day. And this right here has 45, so almost half of the protein I have in a day is in there. These things, there is a website called F-Bomb. F-Bombs are awesome. Their pork sticks are out of this world. They also have, this is delicious too, macadamia nut butter. They have a chocolate one that's pretty damn good. This only has, I think, two net carbs. The sausages have none. These things are phenomenal. You got chocolate chip cookies. They have no sugar. Um, this has four net carbs total. It's two servings a package. And it only has six grams of protein. Because when you're on keto, 75% of what you eat should be fat. About 5% is carbs. And what does that leave? 15% or 20% is for, is for protein. So they have this one too, which is really good. Snickerdoodles. These are only two carbs for the whole bag. And last week, or actually before I even show you that, somebody used to always mention this name when we used to fake post and he used to say shit about me. There was a guy who always called himself Deets Nuts, and I never realized that that's actually what it is. It's basically like little pieces of, like, sausage. But last week, I showed you the birthday cake that I had, the keto birthday cake. Somebody got me these for my birthday. Um, it's called, it's Primal Kitchen. And this was carrot cake. I added two tablespoons of uh, ghee butter to it and an egg. Oh, my God. It was out of this world. So it's this stuff is really, really good. Oh, and this always is good, too. Italian olives. These are green olives. This whole pack has one carb, but it has also almost one gram of fiber. So there's almost zero net carbs on this. And this whole bag is 35 calories. So that's what I usually snack on. Cheese, pork, you know, I have cookies and stuff, but uh, it's, and I'm always drinking water. Um, diet soda, I have something called Zevia. I know Ryback has talked about Zevia uh, quite a bit. Not Stevia, which is the sugar alcohol, but uh, Zevia, Z-E-V-I-A, uh, out of this world. The all I mean, they're a lot different than drinking like Diet Coke and stuff like that. You get used to it very quickly. But Zevia is pretty fucking phenomenal, too. Ryback um, talks about it a lot. Believe it or not, you know who really took care of me last week? I mentioned it for a second, but I didn't want to bring any attention to it. Remember Darren Young in WWE? That guy is cut up like a motherfucker right now. He is on keto. And he is a salesman for Prove It. P-R-U-V-I-T, and they sell, like, uh, it's it's a, a drink that helps you, like, give ketones to your body. And I'm not going to get into the whole scientific thing of how ketones work and all that stuff, but, you know, um, I bought a sample about maybe a month ago, and Darren Young had given the recommendation. So I said, all right, let me try it. And I did it, and I only dropped about two or three pounds, but... It, I lost it in the exact area that I wanted to, and it was unbelievable how good it was. And he sent me an email about a week ago to see how I was doing and this, this, and that, and I ended up just buying uh, some more. So um, go to his Twitter because you'll see the product that I'm talking about. 
And uh, he's heavily involved in that too. So, yeah, Darren Young is my connection now with with one of, some of my ketone supplements. So, it's fun, man. There's tons of videos online, and I'm sorry for everybody else tuning in right now. And much love to everybody who's still here. And before you leave, hit the like button because that does give me a little bit more uh, exposure elsewhere. It comes up as recommendations. You know, it doesn't cost anything either. But you know, I know this keto stuff. 90% of you don't, don't know nothing about or maybe could care less about. But it's something that I've been on for about a year now. And, um, you know, it's something to get used to. It's not easy. But, hey, if anybody out there ever wants any suggestions or little tips, you know, I'll be more than happy to post some keto stuff up here as well. You know, I said, give me two or three months just to get used to over here. And then I'll start putting up a lot of other things. Unfortunately, the baseball stuff has to wait because of the coronavirus. The politics stuff, you know, will wait later on in the year. It's not the time to talk about it. But I'm definitely down to putting some more variety up here. So, but everybody, I want you to enjoy WrestleMania this weekend. Again, please, you know, I'm not telling you not to go on social media, but don't let those people bring you down you know, with just a complain and negativity, 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 because, you know, it's just when you have that much, you know, if that's your focus, something's wrong. Something is seriously wrong in someone's life. You know, when I did the wrestling hotlines in the 90s, I used to make a, a, a statement. I say that you, you do with people always trying to create hotline wars People want me to feud with this Captain Ivan or Dominic Valente or uh, whoever was on at the time, King Jordan. And I realized in the 90s, and I used to say this in the 90s, that people thought that the real-life storylines were much more entertaining than what they were seeing on TV. They want to see real-life people fight with each other. And it's, there's some very disturb people on social media because they'll almost ejaculate with excitement when people fight. And then a day later, they'll write a random tweet on how we should all love each other right now. And we should care about each other. And now's not the time for fighting. And this is that. that's like after you blow your load and you want to like smoke a cigarette and, or eat something. And the last thing you want to do is cuddle. You just like, you know, you busted a nut. And it's like, get away from me for a little while. You know, and then after a couple hours, and by the way, with this mask thing, you know, if anybody's been watching my little Twitter videos, I've been wearing the mask for three weeks. I didn't need no fucking government to say it. But if you're unsure if the mask helps, this is how I look at the mask. If you want to compare the mask to intercourse, this is how I look at it. And I'm saying this because I'm a heterosexual guy. If my girlfriend or my fiance says that she's on birth control, all right, and, and I wear a rubber, all right? Just because I'm wearing a rubber doesn't mean that now I don't have to pull out anymore. Or if she's not on birth control, you know, and I keep it on, like just because I keep it on doesn't mean that now I'm, I'm protected from everything. And that means you know, I could, I don't have to pull out or I don't have to wear, oh, if it's on a little bit loose or something little, eh, you gotta just, the mask is added, you know, protection. You know, you stay six feet away from someone, that's a little protection. So even if I have a, a, a condom, I still want to pull out. 
you know, because you just want that added protection. It shouldn't be the replacement for everything else. So if you wear a mask, keep the social distancing anyway, you know, stay six feet apart. I, I talked about this on Twitter two days ago. I went to the supermarket to buy a couple of things. And I just, I was standing online and I happened to be like looking this way and like three registers down, this guy had a mask on and he lifted the mask and he went like this and he sneezed all over. The, he lifted the mask so he could sneeze. And, you know, a few people around, they didn't say anything, but you could see people like, oh my God, this guy just fucking sneezed all over the place. And, um... You know, I, I mean, I get it. He didn't want to sneeze and have all the shit trapped in under his mask. But what the fuck's the sense in a mask? And I felt like shit today. I was really run down. I think it was just all of the work all week and lack of sleep. I think it caught up to me early. And I started getting paranoid thinking, did I fucking catch something from this guy? But I was more than 30 feet away from him. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, I thought about it after. I was like, I don't recall ever seeing a wrestler sneeze during a match. Do you ever remember? Do you ever recall? And I think it was Mike uh, for Your Best Bargains who sent me the link that Steve Austin recently was asked on the podcast. Now, I don't know if he was asked that question after the coronavirus started, but um, he honestly could not remember ever being in a match and somebody sneezing. I know somebody showed me that segment that time when Randy Orton sneezed on purpose. That was a skit. That was on purpose. But do you ever remember ever a wrestler sneezing in a match? I don't ever recall it. I know we know people who shit in their pants. People have farted. Um, people have thrown up. The infamous one was Spike Dudley threw up and ECW blamed it on my six-foot hero. You know, that's a whole nother story. Um, but I never, ever recall anybody ever sneezing. I don't know if you ever have. So, um, no, you know, juice. The only reason why the glasses keep falling down is because I buy my glasses online now. I buy it from eyeglasses.com, I think it is. And it's really good price. But, uh, you know, the frames, they're not like the perfect shape and everything. So they kind of like start to drift down a little bit. And it hurts over here sometimes. And you have, because you got to remember, I'm in my office all day long. So I have this son of a bitch on for like eight hours. So when I take it off, and this is like sore, plus I'm wearing a mask on top of it. So I'm getting hit from all different directions. So yeah, so sometimes it just goes down and it's just a little more comfortable that way. But um, I even have the prescription sunglasses right here. These are actually prescription. See, I, I could still see what you all are saying. Um, Celtic Bird says that Kevin Sullivan, he saw him cough once. Yeah, well, I've seen people cough. But I really don't recall anybody ever sneezing. So, but um, yeah, I can't stand Chuck Schumer. He's a, he's, he's a character, but... So anyway, everybody, so once again, the plan is Sunday night, five minutes after Mania is over, uh, I will be here with Kev. Well, I'll be here. Kev will be on audio. And we're going to do the recap of WrestleMania in its entirety. If anything major goes down Saturday night and you all don't want to wait until Sunday night to hear it discussed, then maybe Sunday during the day I'll come up here and just put up a video for like a half an hour or so, just touching on what went down the night before. Um, 
I don't think I'm going to do a video for Saturday night on its own. I thought about it, but everybody and their mother's going to do one. And um, I think we should just do one WrestleMania recap in its entirety. Plus, with 16 matches, you know, it's some matches we're going to fly by, fly through. And you know there's going to be a couple of matches that are going to be like two, three minutes. You're going to see bullshit finishes. You know, not everything is going to be, you know, detailed matches. Even though it's WrestleMania, some matches are just going to be filler. Absolute filler. I'd be shocked if the Street Profits theory and Garza goes more than maybe four minutes. Even though they could probably put on a decent, decent match. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens Saturday. As of right now, the plan is Sunday night, cover it all. Um, if that changes, I'll definitely let everybody know on social media. So I got to go because not only do I have to put this online, but I also have to put up for our, our patrons the contest for the predictions. And then remember, all day long tomorrow, I got to log everybody's predictions, put it on the website. You know, then you got to keep score of that and keep tallying. You know, everything is handled over here. And I've been up since like 10 to 6 this morning because I'm, I'm in my office. So I hope you enjoyed this. Once again, please, I would really appreciate it if you hit the like button. If you liked the show tonight, hit the like button on the way out because it does get me a little bit more attention. And uh, I thank you all. So enjoy WrestleMania. I really truthfully believe it is going to end up being a lot better than we all think or a lot of people think it is. You're going to have people out there that are just going to rip everything. It's not going to feel the same. Live crowd, I mean, my God, every WrestleMania memory that they show, the crowd is into it. You take away that element, it is... Not the same, but I'd rather have something than nothing right now. And yeah, maybe that's not a popular view to take. Maybe, you know, I would get much more agreement from people if I just bitched and moaned about it. But me, I'm, I want to, I want to be entertained. Some people, I think, get more entertained when they're not entertained. You understand what I'm saying? Don't you come across people like that all day long? That they seem more entertained when they're not entertained. Those are the people that, you know, you could laugh and you could chuckle, and but those are the people that you really don't want to get close to. So, all right, everybody, I'm out of here. And uh, once again, thank you, Shaheen, for the this awesome uh, graphic. My God, you know, we see, what do we got here? We got... um. Hand sanitizer, and I don't know why it would be in loads of soap. So, but uh, everyone, take care. Catch you all again soon. Ciao. Son, oh my. It was fun to channel surf. It was kind of hard to do a little pocket pool after you're hitting the last channel button 50 times for two hours plus. Son, oh my. And his whole idea of overanalyzing, oh, he's an alcoholic and he misplaced the belt. And how could you have someone champion like that? Get the fuck out of here. Wednesday night. Don, oh my. You can have fun. You really are. Moon Out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash nebia.
Tone out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia.